Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I will be with you on this journey of finance that we've been taking on uh, our show, which is meant to help understand finance in a nice, easy, calm, and simple manner, which of course we all can do. We just don't always know it because sometimes the the uh, public doesn't portray it that way. So that's what this show is about, to break things down and make it nice and simple and and understandable so we can all do our own stuff ourselves and understand it. And every once in a while, we get to have some pretty cool guests join us on the show. And tonight, we have a super, super cool guest that I'm excited to introduce you to that you might actually already know. And that was one of the things I had with our description was I'm like, meet Sue Warden again with a question mark, because some of you out there may actually recognize that name or recognize her voice in a minute and be thinking, how do I know her? Well, you probably would recognize her face, too, if it wasn't radio. So uh, I'm going to introduce Sue to you because she is certainly no stranger to uh, television. She's no stranger to radio. She's had an amazing career on HGTV. She's taught her audience all about beauty, planning, being efficient, organizing. Uh, She's just, she's a Martha Stewart of Canada, if you will. And now she spends her time helping others in a different kind of way. So Sue wears many hats and personalities uh, and personifies the entrepreneurial spirit. As a leading expert in the do-it-yourself home decor and event planning industries, Sue is a seasoned television personality, having hosted and creatively directed two long-running series that I was just alluding to before. So for those of you that know Sue Warden, this is going to be an exciting surprise for you. Sue Warden Craftscapes and Sue Warden Creative Decor. They formerly aired on HGTV, which is the Home and Garden Television Canada. Sue has authored three best-selling books and blends 30 years of experience with warmth and professionalism with community spirit at the forefront. Sue currently is the lead event specialist for the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital Foundation, raising funds for her community hospital. During her time with the foundation, Sue has authored a planning guide for events and will share her insights in the hopes of passing along helpful information, which, of course, we have no doubt that's going to happen. Thank you for joining us, Sue. Welcome. Thanks, Kathy. It's so great to be with you. I'm so delighted to be on the show with you. And, yes, hopefully I will be able to pass on some information um, and help people along their journey uh, with fundraising, whether that be, you know, for – generally speaking, or in terms of fundraising for charity. So I'm really delighted to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. So to start with, uh, before I jump in and pick your brain on everything that you know, although we won't have enough time for all that, but um, we'll certainly get some of that knowledge out. uh, Tell us a little bit about you and how you got started and how you ended up where you are right now from the career that you've had all along the way. You know, I think it's kind of funny because it's, it's be careful what you wish for. Although if someone had said to me in my early days, you're going to be on television, this is what you're going to be doing, um, it was certainly not something that was I was wanted to teach. Now, in an, in an interesting way, in a roundabout way, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, 
just in a different, you know, I'm not necessarily in the classroom. So this started, uh, oh, a number of years ago. Um, I've always been creative in that that's part of my spirit and my soul, and that's something that I need to do. And so um, I started working for a particular company that needed someone to start rolling with their marketing and on-air promotion, and that's how I got started in front of a camera. I was lucky enough to be in a position where Canada was really ready for a good craft show and DIY home decor show. It was right at the beginning when that lifestyle programming started to take flight. Um, So it was kind of right place at the right time, doing the right thing. I think that's kind of how that happened. And uh, I was very fortunate to be offered a show on on HGTV. It was a craft show called Sue Warden Craftscapes. Um, We aired uh, nationally for 15 years. Part of that was a second show called Sue Warden Creative Decor. My mandate for the show, Kathy, and I thought I always think that this is really important and I always like to make sure that people understand, was this was really about uh, promoting Canadian um, artisans and artists and craftspeople because I really didn't feel like they had a, a, a voice, um, a way to promote themselves. They're hardworking people that are, you know, trying to do things for other people trying to create things and so this show just happened to be the right format to um to promote them so that was all part of it as well so uh that's and then from there it just kind of rolled you know i i started writing and i i thought it would be nice to put a lot of the ideas from the show a lot of the ideas that i had kind of banging around in my head uh into book format so that led to um three different books that were published and uh and now i'm i'm in a position where you know i'm i'm able to give back to people and to my community and and that's again very soulful and very heartfelt for me and you are most definitely you're very modest too because the stuff that i've seen you doing is so different and and fun like you actually and and I want to talk to you about that because I know a lot of different charities that I've been part of and and I talk to people on in different parts of the country and that um it's not always fun and it sometimes feels like a big challenge for them and a lot of work and effort and a lot of complaining and stuff but you make it really really fun and that's part of what I want to ask you what your magic is on that because uh it's not that way on every bit board and every committee so we want to definitely ask you about that. So when you're doing the event, how do you how do you start? Like how do you go about even coming up with the ideas? Does something just come to you, the inspiration hit, or do you have a formula you go through, or how do you do that? Well, I think the important thing to note is, first of all, when you are engaging volunteers, when people are heartfelt enough to be involved in what you're doing, to be giving back. And in our case, in this particular case, um, it is the St. Thomas Elkin General Hospital Foundation um, raising funds for the hospital. And when people are, are willing to give their time, 
I think it's only fair for things to be fun. <laughs> I think we sh- it sh- we should have fun. It should be fun. It should be upbeat. It should be a joyous thing. It should be interesting. And I think it's important to ensure that that happens in order to keep your uh, volunteers engaged. So mm-hmm. I think also, I think the other thing too, Kathy, is as you move along and you are choosing an event, um, keeping it fresh, you know, doing different things within that event so that it does uh, appeal to your volunteers, appeal to other people so that people are engaged. And if you're engaged and you are, I've always felt this way, if you're engaged and you are passionate about what you're doing, others will be passionate as well. So people that are working with you, they they feed off you. They they And what I mean by that is that they... If you're excited, they're excited. It's contagious. So I think that that is um, really important. And then when you go to start to develop an idea, I I actually, to be honest with you, I listen to other people's ideas and I'll sit back and say, oh, that's a fabulous idea. I wish I thought of that. So, you know, I think think the other thing is people people inspire other people. So I get a lot of inspiration. Yeah, I get a lot of inspiration and a lot of ideas from other people. I think as far as event planning, which is kind of the second part of your question, when you Mm -hmm. start to develop um, an idea, uh, one of the first things that I do is I look at why I'm doing it. Why am I doing this event? Um, And in my case, it's about raising funds for the hospital. In some cases, it... You know, it might be a charity event, it might be some other type of event that you're doing, but I think it's, you know, basically organizing in your own head why why you're doing it. So that's first and foremost. And then from from that point, we go into knowing who your audience is and basically right. why you're doing the event, you know, like, you know, what, uh, is this a family based event is this you know is your audience perhaps a younger audience or perhaps an everybody audience so i think it's really important to develop that first before you start to move forward so right that, that makes sense yeah oh yeah for sure that makes sense um how do you find when you go from your different audiences because uh i know some places where you could, you, this is the event, and then we fit that to the audience. Or you, you first say, okay, why are we doing this? We're going to raise funds in this case for the hospital, and then who's our audience? And then you pick the event after that of what what kind of event you're going to run, or how does how does it progress after you figure that part out? So once you have sort of thought about you know what you might want to do and and who your audience is then things will start to click relatively easily. And, of course, going online, researching, super important to mm-hmm. get ideas, to get inspiration. Um, we don't, we're, you know, we don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's there's all kinds of ideas out there. Um, and I think that if if you decide that this is going to be a family event, perhaps you have someone in your family who has been ill. I certainly hope not, but, you know, we all have that. Someone who's been ill, someone who has had 
uh, spent time in the hospital or, or has battled through a particular illness and you decide that that particular foundation is where you want to, uh, what you, how you want to fundraise, maybe that's a family event. You know, maybe that's something to do with children. Maybe that's something to do with, uh, you know, having some type of a fair or a carnival or something along that line. So that's why I refer to knowing your audience or deciding what audience you want to reach out to. In that particular case, you have a very wide audience. Um, most people have families or they have children, they have grandchildren, they have, you know, Aunt, their aunts and uncles and, and cousins, and so it's very family-related. So that kind of makes your decision for you, and then that helps you move forward with respect to what you're going to do. Sometimes it might be a dance. You know, if it's a dance, perhaps you're, uh, you know, you have a particular audience in mind. Perhaps you're looking at, um, you know, a younger demographic or a teen demographic or something along that line. So it's really kind of important to... Know where you're going off the top, um, and then you, then you kind of formulate from there. Once you kind of have those ideas in mind, as I said before, things start to flow. And it's really interesting because yeah. once you do that, it, it's, things start to come to you. So I think that those are important points to think about right off the top. Excellent. Um, we are already up to our first break, if you can believe it. But I do want to ask you, <laughs> I know, I, I'm like, okay, we have our first break coming up, but I want to ask you another question. We're not going to have enough time in between. So I think what we'll do is we'll do our break. When we come back, I want to ask you, once you have those pieces and it starts to flow together, um, how do you decide when to set the date? And do you avoid long weekends? Do you, do you pick them because they're better? Like, how do you know when the right time to actually set the date is? And Because there's so many... So if you if you factor in all the holidays and the weather and long weekends and stuff like that, there's probably about three days out of the year you could pick. But um, I want to come back and ask you how you actually decide on on setting the date for the event. So we're going to take our first break for tonight, and we have Sue Warden here for the entire show, and we certainly encourage any questions or comments because she's here, and we want to take advantage of all her knowledge. That's for sure. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we, we return. We're going to continue to talk to Sue Warden, who you all are knowing or knowing again because you haven't seen her for a little while. So when you come back, we're going to talk to Sue. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network and today we are talking to Sue Warden formerly of HGTV and best-selling author and currently the lead event specialist for the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital Foundation. Before we went to break, Sue was just sharing with us how events really get put together because um, when you're a professional, it goes together with a lot more ease than an amateur like someone like me. And before we went to break, I was asking Sue, how is it? how do you decide on a date? Because I know for me, just planning a birthday party and just getting the birthday people there was was enough work, let alone trying to figure out how the guests are going to get there. So how do you go about setting the date? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was taught. I was thinking about it on the break there. Um, and and there are a lot of different things to consider. And you actually, uh, Kathy, you alluded to a couple of things that I think are key. And certainly, looking at what's going on through the time you know, perhaps you're thinking about doing something in the summer. So I think it's really important to see because there are lots of other fundraisers going on. There are many more events going on. So what I try to do is I do my research. I go online. I figure out what is what else is going on in the community or surrounding communities during the summer. Find the dates that are sort of locked down by other um, community organizations um, or fundraisers and obviously you want to try and stay away from those same dates sometimes that's not you know that's not necessarily possible um, and that really comes into play when um, you know we have a short summer and everybody is trying mm-hmm. to sort of cram everything in like you you had said um, cram everything into that eight week or you know ten week period and so sometimes it's not possible uh to stay away but but if you can try and and book it on a date that um there aren't a lot of other community events going on so that's first and foremost i i try to do that um and then i also will take a look and say is this something that i have to do during the summer is this an event that could take place in the fall or the spring or perhaps a time frame when um, there isn't as much going on. Certainly, it's actually a great idea to look at the winter months. And I know that that's not necessarily the best for travel in, in our part of the world. But if you can kind of think past, okay, by the end of March, 
let's say, people are, are feeling more comfortable on the road. And, you know, uh, maybe April is, is, a, is a good time for an event. There's not as much going on. People haven't really started rolling into their summer holidays yet. So those are the things that are key to, to, uh, to think about before you actually set your date. Okay. And then what what comes after that? When when do you decide what the venue is going to be or do you how, what I guess is what comes first the chicken or the egg? Do you decide on the yeah. entertainment and the decorations and you know what I mean, find the location or do you yeah. find the location and then decide on how do you how do you get those pieces in order? And you're right, chicken before the egg, egg chicken, that's definitely a, a <laughs> can be a, a bit of a dilemma. Um, what I try to do, yeah, it, it's, I think, I think what I try to do is, um, uh, is, is look at what's available. So that's another whole thing. How big of an, of a venue do you need? Where is that venue going to be? Is it going to be right in your community? Can you take it out of your community a little bit? And again, we go back to looking at your audience. Do you think your audience will travel a little bit um, to get to this particular event? Um, some communities are limited with respect to the amount of venues they have, and so therefore those venues have a tendency to get booked up well in advance. So I look around. Um, I don't take too much time to do this. I figure out, okay, I would like to have 300 people at this event, this is what my needs are, and so I need to lock down that venue. Once you lock down the venue, then you can start to plan all the rest of it. So after that, then you want to um, start a budget. So I wanted to talk about that financially speaking. Yeah, <laughs> of to, course. I wanted to. Talk you you about knew I was going to get to the money. <laughs> I totally knew you were going to get to the money. <laughs> So and and honestly, I'm I'm the I'm that creative mind where you know I have to kind of focus on I need to talk about money here. I need to talk about the budget. I need to make sure that I understand what's going on, how much money is going out, what I have to do to cover those costs. Um, and so the budget is one of the first first things once you've decided you're going to do the event. You know who your audience is, or you're—you know—it's hard to nail that down completely, but you've got a pretty good idea. Um, uh, you know, with respect to, you know, where you're going, what you're going to do, that kind of thing. Get your venue booked, and then it's time to look. You know, get your budget in order, and you know, you can go online. Um, I actually happen to have created um, a package that uh, on, on behalf of the foundation that I send out templates to people that are interested in fundraising for the hospital. And I find that this is really helpful. And one of those templates is a mock budget. So if they take, uh, you know, if you take that budget and then you kind of move through that, um, you know, then you're, you're looking at basically what your expenses are going to be and then what your revenue is going to be. Um, if you break it down, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can break it down very simply. Um, but one of my first expenses on that sample budget is your venue and how much right. that's going to cost you. The next thing after that is catering. 
So you want to decide what you're going to eat. And what I love to do is I love to have a venue where I can actually say, this is going to be our menu. We're going to bring in the caterer. This is going to, you know, this is how we're going to run this through. But a lot of venues, something to consider, a lot of venues actually have their own catering, you know, have their own in-house bar, have their own in-house catering. And so that's not necessarily always the case. But you still need to know what your costs for catering are going to be. And then you have supplies. So things like napkins, decorations, door prizes, tickets, your printing, your signage, your marketing, Again, tickets, event programs, uh, postcards, posters, signage. Um, There might be some expenses with respect to your volunteers. So T-shirts, volunteer meals, Mm -hmm. event stewardship, your speakers. So, you know, and I know we're going to talk in in depth more about each one of those or or that kind of thing, but that's really important. And then figuring out where your money is going to come from. So are you going to um you know are you selling tickets so you're going to have ticket sales are you going to have sponsors and if you are going to have sponsors what does that sponsorship look like right donations live auction silent auction that kind of thing so um so those are all things that need to be looked at right off the top so that you don't get any surprises and i know it sounds complicated but you know honestly I, I know it sounds complicated, but but keeping in mind that smaller events are much simpler. These are things that we yeah. have to look at when you're getting into larger fundraising, you know, larger events. But we have people that, as you know, Kathy, that absolutely love to do ha- their children's birthday parties. And they're, instead of gifts for their children, they ask for a donation to the hospital. So that's a yeah. third party. That's a fundraiser. You know, so there's it goes oh, okay. from as simple as that right up to, you know, larger, more major events. So I don't want to scare anyone off. I I really am just kind of going by, you know, sort of the basically what I've been involved in. But then, again, there are lots of smaller lemonade stands. We have kids doing lemonade stands through the summer and, and donating that those funds to the Hospital Foundation so there's just all kinds of different events that you can do, small and large. And any any charity that is lucky enough to be the recipient of these wonderful community partners that are out there raising funds, you know, we consider ourselves very lucky people. So, Wow. It really, you know, when I – and it just made me think, when, when I said you're the lead event specialist, that's not – you don't just do the events that the foundation hosts themselves. You also are involved in the events that other people are hosting for the foundation that you might not necessarily have control over, don't you? That's exactly right. And so what we try to do, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So what I try to do is I really try to reach out, and that's why we developed this package is to help people and to say this is what we can work, this is how we can help you, this is how we can help you promote your event. Because how wonderful is it that, that these great people are actually hosting events in in support of of our hospital. So the more yeah. helpful I can be to them, and we do a lot of what we call third party events through the year. There's a lot going on. We are we are a busy team, yeah. that's for sure. 
So yeah, that's that's basically um, another component of this. Um, and I also, when I send this package, I don't want to overwhelm people. So I basically say, you know, some of this may pertain to you, some of it may not. And whatever pertains right. to you, pick and choose what you need, and the rest of it, don't worry about it. Because I because we don't want to overwhelm people. We want to be there as their right. support system. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. And so when you were talking about the events, too, like this is why I I do one birthday party a year and that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's all I can handle. Uh, but when you were talking about the expenses and stuff, are the biggest expenses the venue and the catering? Or is it like entertainment or speakers or decorations? Like what, what are those the two big expenses, do you think? Those are the two biggies, Kathy, unless you decide to have high-end entertainment. You know, if you're bringing in a band, then obviously that's going to be that's going to be expensive. Um, you also have to right. consider if you decide to have music. You know, if you decide to have most most of the time you're going to have music. If you decide to do it yourself or you decide to bring in a DJ, that's another expense. But your big ones are definitely the venue and the catering. Um, those are those are your two, and those are the things that you need to to kind of get in place first, like right off the top, because caterers okay. get booked, venues get booked. It's like a wedding. Yeah, yeah, I could only handle that once, so <laughs> uh, I I can only do once. I don't know how anybody can do more than one. I can only handle one. That was enough. Yeah. Um, but That's I, exactly I, right. we're up there. I know. We're up to our second break, Sue. And I do want to ask you, of course, because we started talking about the money. And I'm just curious your thoughts on, is it easier in a budget? And I'll ask you more about it when we come back. But is it easier with a budget to be given a set amount and saying you have X amount of dollars for this event, go and do what you want? Or is it is it easier to have um, the budget built after you start to put the the venue together and then you have to figure out, well, we have to sell this many tickets or sell this many door prizes or whatever the case is. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the money when we come back. Um, but we're going to take our second break. And <clears throat> when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit of money with Sue. When you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk to Sue Warden about her expertise and her position as the lead event specialist for the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital and pick her brain for more tricks and tips. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today, our show topic is all about Sue Warden and getting her expertise as the lead event specialist for the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital Foundation. And before we went to break, we were talking about, we started to talk about budgeting, and which, of course, is one of my favorite topics. So I wanted to mm-hmm. ask Sue, um, what what's easier, to be given a fixed amount or to be able to go out and plan the event and then work the budget from what you expect the cost to be? Uh, you know what, Kathy, that's an excellent question. Um, I prefer, personally, not to be given a set amount um, because I like to set a goal. So I think about, what I do is I think about what is the goal? How much do I want? I truly want to bring in? So let's use a random number. Let's say, um, you know, I want to bring in $100,000. I know that's a lot of money, but let's let's just say $100,000. So at that point in time, I would break down sponsorships, for instance, um, and see how much I would be working towards bringing in in sponsorships. So of that $100,000, I want to bring in um, X number of dollars in sponsorships. I want to sell 300 tickets at $100 a ticket. So that's Mm 30,000 in tickets. So I I think about all of those various aspects. What would I like my live auction to do? What would I like my silent auction to do? It could be just pie-in-the-sky numbers to begin with. And, And everyone kind of goes about this differently, but this is how I sort of mentally work my way through it. Um, where your revenue is going to come in uh, is perhaps you have a platinum, a gold, a silver, a bronze sponsor. How much is each does each one of those cost? Then that gives me an idea with respect to how much I can spend or at least gets me rolling on how much I can spend in expenses. So if I spend... A certain amount in expenses then I know that I have to let's say my expenses are $30,000 for this particular event um, then I would sort of backtrack and say okay well then $130,000 that's what I need to bring in and then I work the budget kind of backwards from there so um, like my venue my catering my you know that sort of thing and then and then budget becomes in in my you know, world, the budget becomes kind of a living document. And you know that you have X number of dollars to spend on certain things. So does that kind of answer your question? Or, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, and that's, I, that's I, I get I, it when you, when you say it like that. And I think that's brilliant because I'm so used to saying here your, is your X amount of dollars for this event. But I really like when you when you explain it that way, I'm like that totally makes more sense to me, and I love it. Um, I do want to ask you. I got to ask you about sponsors because that's is that that's not just unique to um, fundraising because I've seen it. I've seen it in a lot of places actually, like trade shows and in the for profit sector. I see it a lot. Um, 
how do you how do you go about doing sponsors and and how do you know how many sponsors you can get or should get is there a magic number like you mentioned the the bronze silver gold type uh ladder is that Mm-hmm. That's the most common way to do it. Is that is that the best approach to say we have three packages? You get to pick which one you want, and they go up from there. Is that is that how you kind of see it? It's really interesting. It's really interesting with fundraising because um, there's there's two different uh, thought processes, and one is that you set up the sponsorship levels, and and basically okay. within those sponsorship levels, you have various things that that sponsor will get. So X number of print ads, uh, X number of radio ads, uh, the coverage that that particular sponsor is basically buying, you know. So it is a marketing, it's definitely very much a, a marketing thing. Um, the other aspect that I've that I've sort of thought a lot about and, and, and been reading up a lot about is, you know, you can you can put these packages together and go to your sponsors, but that may not necessarily be what that particular sponsor is looking for. Um, perhaps logo information on your website is is not necessarily of great importance to that particular sponsor. So from, from and I say that because I think it's important to know the people in your community. That's all. A, it's a very big part of fundraising is to get out there, know your community, know your businesses, um, go to the various organizations after fives, you know, things that you can get out there and network and talk to your sponsors. Because the more you know, um, you know, and, and everyone wants to give back. That That's just human nature. Um, the more you know about the people that you're working with, the more you can help create what works for them. And Kathy, you and I have talked about this in the past, about mm-hmm. what works for everyone. Um, there's, you know, philanthropy is definitely uh, a, a very large part of that, but also if if it's coming out of their marketing dollars, then companies or sponsors uh, generally want to know kind of how that's going to work for them. So it's kind of a long-winded answer to your question, but I think knowing who is in your community um, and and working with those people, getting to know them, and then being able to go and basically what I do is I set up sponsorship levels. So that's what I was talking about when we were referring to this sample budget. Right. I set up the sponsorship levels. This is what's involved in each. This is what each sponsorship, the recognition that you will receive for each sponsorship, and then we put it out to the various companies to uh, see what they might, you know, be interested in. And and hopefully we have captured in those sponsorship levels, we have captured most of what people are looking for um, with respect to you're going to this is this is your recognition this is where your logo is going to show this is where you know this is what but again that is very much about uh marketing and going back right. and forth now, in response and making sure yeah and i was gonna just made me think when you said that when you set up your packages do you set them up with particular people in mind that you want to go and talk to them about or do you set the packages up and then come up with the the names of of different people that you'd like to participate in that as a sponsor, and that's follow up to you know exactly the follow up to what I was alluding to there was that it's really hard to um, 
meet the mark of every single sponsor that you go to. So yeah. I set the packages. Yeah, it, it's really difficult because then you're okay. then you are really customizing the package for that sponsor. And if you have like we do in 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 our larger events, if you have a number of sponsors, um, and you're trying to customize each package for each sponsor, that can get a little bit hairy. So what I try to do right. is I try to capture as much as I can in each sponsorship. And then as you move down, like in our case, you know, we have a $10,000 sponsor and then $5,000 sponsors, and then we kind of move down the down the, the, the scale. And then right. and then I, I, I try to, um, you know, some sponsors just want to, here you go, all you, off you go, and I know I'm getting and everything's great and I'm giving back to the hospital. Others are very particular about what they want to see. So I, it's, it's in that respect, it's kind of customizable. You know, you can you can actually help them along the way. Um, some some companies right. have never sponsored anything before, so it's a learning curve. It's a learning process for them. So um, right. yeah, so that's what I do. I like to set it up because again, like I say. If you start customizing for every single sponsor, uh, you, you're going to find yourself in a bit of a, a muddle, you know, as you move forward. So, having that right. laid out, this is what this is what the sponsorship levels are. Please let me know if you have any questions about that. How can I help you? And just moving forward with with educating and and helping them understand what each level um, is nice. defined as. Do you have, um, do you know what ratio it would be to how many people you contact versus, like you have to contact 10 people to get one person to say yes in that respect? Or <laughs> is, I don't know, is there is there a number like that? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, you know what, honestly, you just I, call everybody. I don't know. And I think, yeah, exactly. And I think ratios, I think everything changes depending on what you're doing. And that's the difference. That's sometimes the tricky part about fundraising or, or doing events and, 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 and the money aspect of it is, is that, um, you know, it's not always cut and dry. It's, it's, it's basically, you just have to pound the pavement, basically. Um, I think that a couple of little key notations there, certainly um, what, you might cons- what you might say is, you know, low-lying fruit. So, uh, people yeah. that you know or are connected with various people or it's all about relationships. And I think that that's a really important component to talk about. It's about relationships and forming relationships. You can't just kind of knock on doors and expect people are going to say, absolutely, here you go, you know. Um, and some people do, and that's wonderful. But a key component to this is about relationships. So if you know someone that knows someone that you can actually speak to and say you know I'm we're doing this event and and we're looking for sponsors and this is this is where the money is going to go always have that very clearly defined where's the money going um what is the money supporting people want to know that they want to know where their donor dollars are going and then that person can help you kind of um maneuver through that uh relationship so that's first and foremost your your best bet. But I do definitely, I guess what you would almost call um, cold cold calling or or 
uh, sending letters out to different organizations. I figure out who is in the community, uh, who are in the outlying communities of our actual town, and, and who might be interested in sponsorship. So I reach out to as many people as I possibly can. And then you not only have people that um, perhaps they're not able to do a, a monetary sponsorship, but they might be able to do something for your silent auction or your live auction. Um, you know, something that's something to consider. So there's various areas right. that people can um, can be involved in. So something for everyone. So no ma- no magic wand, huh, Sue? <laughs> no magic, no magic no formula. Magic yeah, no magic. Exactly right. There's no, there's no magic to it. It's you know, there's guidance. There's there's, there's yeah. guidance. And uh, and I there's think guidance. That that's good. I like that. Yeah, I think that's a big part yeah. of why, you know, we did what we did is is to is to guide people because honestly, it is you know, to start to think about doing an event. It's nice to have a checklist, and that's also part of this package. Is is a great. Che- I I do a sample checklist. Go down the checklist, and I did it in order of yep. the way that I process, and and hopefully that will help. You know, organization. Nice. We, major, major, major key. Uh, huge, huge. Um, we are up to our last break, and we're going to come back. I got like a couple more questions I need to ask you. Of course, I want to hit you with my rate of return question. Like, what is considered a success in fundraising? Like, how much is it? A percentage? Uh, how do how do you calculate whether the event was a success? And then I want to ask you what the best part and the worst part of your job is. So when we come back from break, I'll I'll hitch up with those. So we are going to take our final break for the night. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we're going to take a few minutes and wrap up with our conversation with Sue Warden and all about event planning as her lead event specialist position. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking to Sue Warden. And we've been talking about fundraising and event planning and her position as the lead event specialist for the St. Thomas Elgin General Hospital Foundation. 
And just before we went to break, I hit her with a whole bunch of questions because I, I only have five minutes left with her, but I need to know everything. So, um, Sue, what, what do you consider success? When you go through your event, you've done your budget and, and the event's happened and what's the rate of return that you say, you know what, we nailed it? Or is it if you just made it in the black instead of the red, you nailed it? Like, how do you measure your success? <laughs> it's, that's a really good question. I, I don't look at percentages. I suppose I should. I probably should. Um, and there probably is percentage, you know, a level of percentage. I feel that um, if you set your uh, revenue and you clear your expenses and and you come out with, you know, you, we like to set a goal. It's great to work towards a goal. And I feel everyone works the best if they're working towards a goal. But if you come out and you have raised funds for a great cause, you have had fun, you have worked with amazing people, I think that it's not just rate of return with respect to to money. It has to do with the passion of doing the event, the ideals behind why you do it, why you are in this, why you want to give back to your own community. That is as much of a success to me as the you know counting the money at the end of the day however having said that you do you you know you do have to you want to make sure that you are going to be profitable and if you do your homework and you kind of work through um you know some of the things that we've talked about you will be and if you're passionate about it and this is something that you want to do and you work with passionate and wonderful people like I do um you will succeed I feel I feel very strongly about that. There are different components of success, one of them certainly being the money, the other being what this what the event meant to you and and how it affected yeah. other people in your life and your community. So important. So true. Yeah, so true. I think you're exactly right on that. Um I also I want to ask I've only got 4 minutes left, but um what's the best part of your job is there a best part to your job and is there a worst part to your job <laughs> um well the best part the best part of my job are the people i work with and i love the people i work with um i love my board of directors um i love the team that i work with they're hard working um they're everyone is sort of in it for the right reason very heartfelt um, and I love working with the community. I love being out there. I love, I love a challenge. I love when things come through and, uh, I, I, you know, and they're challenging and we have to work towards a goal and all of these people are working towards the same thing. How joyful is that? That is just a, a, just a wonderful experience. I was, no, I don't want to f- finish off on a negative note. Amazing. But, and, and honestly, you know, well, you're not, I, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I know, and I, you know what? Honestly, I'm not a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. <laughs> I'm very organized, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, um, I have to sit back and say, "Okay, so we're running with this. We're not doing that. We're doing this," and and that has been a learning curve for me and a process because it's not something that you know that I that that comes easily to me. Um, so, but for the most part, honestly, uh, I just feel very blessed. I, I feel very fortunate to be working with the people I'm working and to uh, with and to have the position that I have within the hospital foundation. So, mm-hmm. I 
I do want to ask you before we go, and you've got another minute or so that we can chat about it. What's what's coming in the pipeline that you're working on right now? What what's happening in? Uh, I know you always have you know six balls in the air that you're juggling, but what events are coming up now that you're planning and working on? Well, most most of the work right now is going towards our sixth annual um, foundation black tie signature gala. It is called Midnight in Paris, and it is happening uh, October 20th, uh, 2018, at the St. Anne Centre in St. Thomas. Uh, tickets are $100 each. The money is that raised is going to be um, helping cancer care or going to be uh, going towards cancer care at Steg. We have a lot of various departments in the hospital that certainly need equipment uh, to help people that are dealing with this devastating disease. So uh, that is basically what's coming up. And uh, you can purchase tickets at itsourhospital.ca. That is the foundation website. Uh, We also have a really fun component at this gala, lots of great food, lots of entertainment, and five mystery doors. So we have these fabulous doors with fabulous prizes. You can buy keys, and all that information is on our website. So, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. It's um it's always a fantastic event. Uh I'm going to say it's going to be a sold out event because I can't imagine how it's not. <laughs> it's just fantastic. And I well, had a very little I know. I and that's what makes me think that it's going to sell out a lot faster this year. So anyone that's listening, it's in Ontario. You're welcome to go to the website it's ourhospital.ca and um check it out because it's a really cool event. And again, this is a really unique idea that Sue is spearheading. So I think it's going to be exciting. And um, there's so many other things that lead in our last 30 seconds, Sue, that we'll never get out. Like, how do you, how do you even come up with these ideas? It's just incredible. Like, I think it's so cool. And uh, I just, I, it just blows me away. I'm always amazed. And I'm just happy that I get to participate as someone that gets a ticket and gets in the door. So <laughs> that's kind of fun. Um, and then I'm always just blown away. So I can't thank, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super happy that you're able to join us. And anyone out there looking for information with Sue, it's our hospital.ca. And we thank you so much for joining in tonight. And we'll be back next week talking about trust. See you then. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.